You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heavenly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with both local and touring musicians and artists. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at Heather Lee Holt at openmicspotlight.com. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I am your host, Heather Lee Holt, and today we have two of the members of Caney Village. Hello, that's us. Yeah. Hello. So it's Barrett, Mari, and Dakari. Everybody knows Dakari because he plays bass with everybody. He played for me earlier than most other people, though, so I just got to yeah, say that. He did. Hey, Dakari. Huh. You, nobody can see me waving. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Candy Village. How did it get started? It's a long story. We're not the same band as we were a long time ago. But you started it. Well, I kind of started it. The original foundation was these three girls up at the Ocoee River. One of them I dated for a while, and her and her friends would sing around in the living room and do like folksy, Avett Brothers, John Prine, first aid kit type of stuff. That was kind of rock and roll, so we played that for a Man, while. I wish I could see it. Yeah, it's like woodland fairy music, kind of what we were playing. And we got to use up the remaining time at Rhythm and Bruise. We cut our teeth there, played a lot of gigs before that place closed down. And then I just kind of kept progressively like weaseling my crunch into the sound. I always knew it was going to be a rock band at some point. I just didn't know how many people were coming with me. And <laughs> eventually all those members, Katie, Lacey, and Rachel, shout out to the OGs. They're all doing their own thing now. And now it's me and Dakari and Chris Blankenship, and we're playing really crunchy music instead. Yeah, sometimes you have a lady that sings with you too. Yeah, that would be Lacey. She's here every, every once in a while. Why don't we play a song and then we'll talk a little bit more. Why don't you do an original and tell us about what you're going to play. Okay. This song is a song about my disdain for Walmart and all of its affiliations and how frustrating it is to shop there. Thank you. 
Up and down the aisles, like the sheep for countless miles. I'm looking for a reason to blow last week's check. Whoa. Your mom and pop school sculptures, hell ain't there no more. Been run the fuck out of this town by the bastard and blue. I totally dig it. I think you're one of the first river folk that I've had on the show. My my door swings both ways in those regards. I think it was like I was playing music here first and then kind of transplanted to the river and I bounced back and forth. You know what I mean though. I think I am. You're though. river folk. I, I am yeah, I'm river folk. Every time I go to Dumby's, I'm like, yeah, let's go hang out with the river folk. And people are like, River folk. I'm like, think about it. It works. I coined it. You can use it. <laughs> Speaking of Dumpy's, I'm going to use this to plug Dumpy's. E-Rock is my homie up there. Yeah, and he's, I love him. He's crushing it. He's uh, killing it. He's making Dumpy's a cool place. You know, he's oh making Dumpy's great again. He is. The best thing about it is they're not sticking to one genre. Yeah, and if you look at his roster for the summer as far as music, it pretty much parallels a lot of the venues in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Which hasn't always been the case. Yeah. So you you know catch someone in Chattanooga two days later they're at the river, which is a lot of times a way more fun place to see music, because the same rules don't apply up at the river as they do in this beautiful municipality of Chattanooga. So I played there up in May before the season started, a few weeks before. It was fun then. I oh, mean, yeah. it wasn't like packed out like when I went and saw Tennessee Dead there, but it was a good crowd and they were all listening. So. You never know. It's a crapshoot at Dumpy's. Last show we played up there, we brought a touring band from Asheville called Triptych Soul Trio, who's really good. Check them out. And there was like maybe 10 people there for the first 20 minutes. And then a busload of super drunk Floridians dressed in Walmart clothes and just looking trashy as hell roll up. And then we have like an 85 you know, 90 person crowd. Yeah. So it went from yeah, that, was confusing. that to that. It was very confusing. It was exciting, but more confusing than anything. But it was sweet. I feel like Dumpy's is the kind of place, though, where no matter the number of the crowd, the crowd is awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing for the night. You go to Dumpy's until it closes, and then you figure it out after that. I turned a few heads with my lady singing acoustic music. Yeah, you know, it's probably a little bit different change of pace for what's going on up there. I think so. But people dig that kind of stuff up there, too. So, like I said, that's where we got our start up yeah. there, singing Plinkin' Fairy songs and stuff. So, Barrett, are you from Chattanooga? I am from Chattanooga. Born and raised, moved to New Orleans for a bit for school and What's other cool? things. Loyola. Went down there for music. New Orleans is a great place. Don't know if I could have uh, finished my college career there, though. <laughs> it's not necessarily the most important thing down there. Yeah. But it was a great place. And then I came back to Chattanooga, and I'm here. Dakari, where are you from? I'm from here from Chattanooga, yeah. What part are you from? I grew up on Highway 58 and went to Tennessee Tech on a music scholarship for a couple of years and studied performance there. Bass? Yeah, 
upright bass. There's not really anything to do in Cookville, so I came back here and started playing in some bands, and I'm still doing that. Did you graduate? I have not finished college yet. Probably go back to school in the spring, maybe. I'd like to finish my performance degree and get a job doing orchestra stuff. Mm -hmm. Get some benefits or whatever. Maybe do some adjunct teaching at a college. We are sitting in a room full of music majors right now. Yep. How about them apples? Actually, I was going to do that, but then was kind of disillusioned with the whole idea. So I came back to Chattanooga, and I'm an outdoor recreation major. It's an equally useless degree, but just a different avenue. I got to rock climb and kayak for school, and I did that stuff anyway, so it made it a pretty smooth process. When did you graduate? This past Christmas. Okay. So, like, eight months ago. Whoa. And your degree is in outdoor recreation. Bachelor of Science in Outdoor Recreation Management. Yeah. So I can like take kids on field trips and stuff. Let's do another song. Let's do a cover. What are you going to play? We'll do Going Out West, which is a, it's a Tom Waits song, but we're playing it in the style of Widespread Panic. Available to you. I don't 
chest I look good without a shirt on After that one, that's good. Mm-hmm. It was alright. That's different. Like yeah. <laughs> With just <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about how you got into music to begin with, Bakari. Well, my dad's a professional musician. He played in the Melman show band, and they've oh, been yeah. around since he like doesn't the play 80s. there anymore. Uh, he still does stuff with okay. them, but he's focusing on his own project. Um, so I've always been influenced by that. Mm-hmm. I went to barger elementary and started playing bass when i was like in third grade i modeled myself after my dad and his friends that i hung around with because i used to hang out in rehearsals and get on the van and go to nashville to go meet my mom because my mom would be up there with my sister and my grandma and i just hang out with the band that's everything because you're getting firsthand like just being able to soak it all in yeah immersion yeah you didn't even know you got to no, I used to think I was going to be a Power Ranger when I grew up. That's and now I'm um, just a bass player. I mean, player. That's, that's a pretty logical career aspiration. I know. For a lot of people. I mean, age. you're right. basically I mean, the Power Ranger of bass players. Essentially, because... <laughs> what color are you, though? Um, <laughs> I like blue. I don't know. Probably let's go with that. Okay, it has to be or a different blue because you can't All be that blue. All my clothes are black. Okay, you, you can be black. I was actually telling Barrett that I need more... I, I know I can be black. <laughs> but all my clothes are black. I was telling Barrett I need more black clothes. Yeah, real LA. I just got back from LA too, so that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. So your dad, what did he play? He's a drummer. Daryl Kelly is his name. I love it. So when you say he's doing his own thing, he's got a group of friends that they do a lot of church stuff. So whenever he gets a call, he'll get his friends together and they'll do the project. Oh, that church stuff pays real good, though. Mm-hmm. I play church as well. <laughs> True. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And Barrett? Kind of similar story is Dakari. My mom is a fantastic musician and still find this funny. She played with Shadow, you know, from Tremont. You always see him there, played with like Shiloh. Yes, I know him very well. So Sky Dog, my mom was the lead singer and like, you know, band Whipcracker for about 10 or 12 years. And so my average night in elementary school and middle school be coming home to my dad making cookies and a rock and roll band practicing in our basement till midnight. But your dad wasn't in the van. No, my dad wasn't in the van. He's not as musically inclined. He loves music and that's kind of where I got my taste in music. So we always have Van Halen, Black Sabbath, Jimmy Buffett, you know, whole random assortment of music. So I credit him for my taste in music, but all the skills in music came from my mom really good singer sounds like bonnie Raitt. way better singer than i'll ever be for sure 
I guess I was like forced to start taking piano lessons about five years old. Yes, good which, mom. You know, they always told me like you'll appreciate this someday, and it's like, no, I won't. But I totally do. Yeah. And that really like sets the foundation for my All at least of music theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my personal music competency and a lot of other people's. Played piano for like five or seven years, maybe, and got pretty comfortable on that. But then, obviously, around the time puberty rolled in, I was like, I want something cooler than this. I want to like learn Creed songs on the guitar, Three Doors Down, and get some fifth grade girlfriends. That sounds like Young Barrett. Yeah, and it didn't actually sure. work. It, that plan hasn't really you worked started out. started right, and the songs you do I'm now, like, like when you were seven. I'm over in, my, I'm over in Atlanta, just obsessed with like Machiavelli, and you're listening to Creed. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, you know, Creed's actually a really dope band if you take some of the, the lead singer action out of it. I'll stand by that. They're all really good musicians, so you can eat it. Uh, so you both came from musical backgrounds, and you both kind of followed in their footsteps, and you're both doing rocking things. Oh, what I meant to say also, I did the whole church scene, too, for about six years. Played guitar and drums interchangeably for the church yeah i got paid every sunday you know it's probably one of the most consistent jobs i've ever held same here because i've held that it's like what and going I, on seven or eight years i point. don't know if dakari ever upset the church populace but i definitely did every other week i'd be getting told turn my distortion down or i was like playing the devil's music or i was putting too much double bass and these i wore some songs. yellow pants <laughs> like they were yellow shorts out on a fly ass shirt and my director he was just like you look like you're going to the beach don't wear that anymore and i was like okay <laughs> well god made the beach but they were so. like they were nice they were nice shorts and it was a nice shirt i thought i looked nice i think i was showing too many of my tattoos but that's okay and that's when dakari from that point on wore black every day <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i just wear black every day it's really interesting, actually, because a lot of the guests on this show and a lot of people in general who start with music in the church carry on to do it professionally. It's like professionally cool. in the church or professionally outside? I think that people outside. make it outside a lot. I think that those that can hone in on the money, because there's a lot of money, so if you can keep up with what's going on between a few different projects being church-related, you'll make a living. Enough. Yeah. keep it it's like you can make a living i mean if to you do wanna, what you want to do if yeah. you want a ball you just play church gigs and weddings all the time yeah but that's like kind of soul killing so dude did you play that wedding with us up at that vineyard it was like on top of a mountain we got a bunch of free wine and stuff and it was in a field that's you had dope. to i don't know that was last year yeah. Candy Village played that? Yeah. yeah. It's our I one and only did. wedding gig. <laughs> no, nah, I remember because I never really played any weddings. Like, I used to, I run my parents' sound company, so I DJ weddings and stuff, run sound for weddings and stuff. I never played anything until Rick and then you. So, yeah. Okay, let's do another original. The song we're about to play is basically just about a hangover and the thoughts of regret and physical pain that you experience after it. It's called Take Me Down. I think I might be able to utilize this app real quick. It's a heater. (laughs) Wait. Nothing sacred anymore oh. And I'm faded Watching TV and the images on the screen Have always evaded reality But so it seems to be
That's why I ask Take me down Do it slow Take me down Don't let go Even if I Shine on my face How I killed to return to a place That I call home Once again to a massive And being alone I can't see bad night I trace the lines on your face I don't weep but my heart Is hard engraved with your name I don't feel things anymore I just pass by them and wave That's why I ask Take me down, don't let go Thank you. It's gone worse. Yeah. <laughs> True that. <laughs> so where do you draw inspiration from? What do you listen to? What do you like? So I'm going to be nice to you and answer this question seriously. Richard Wyndham asked this to me on UTC and I told him Young Thug, Fish, and Slayer. And that's really not that far from the truth. I listen to like a lot of hip hop, a lot of, I guess the genre would be called Gent. It's like an instrumental metal style. It's just a lot of chugging and shredding. Kind of like Cree, but not. I don't know. I, I put them about on the same level what? as guilty pleasures, but like probably not all that sweet. A lot of hip hop, a lot of instrumental, like groove, hard rock, metal, country, bluegrass. None of the stuff that we play really sounds like anything I think me or Dakari actually listen to. What's your favorite? I don't have a favorite. If I were to look at your top plays. Nolan B. Rowland. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Nolan B. Rowland. There's Schoolboy Q and Intervals, <laughs> which is like a prog metal band from Ontario. So it's a mix of those two, kind of. Okay. And Vince Staples, Summertime 09. 
What about you, Dakari? I like a lot of jazz. I listen to a lot of classical music in my spare time. Snarky Puppy is one of my favorite oh, bands yeah, Snarky Puppy right now. Blue. I saw them at 12th and Porter when I turned 18 about five years ago, and that was sick. My favorite local artists are probably the hip-hop collective The House. I've been doing some work with Rob Michael DaVinci on his new project. He's got some sick stuff lined up. Tut's cool. Isaiah Rashad. Mangus. What's that? Charles Mangus. He's oh, a bass shouts player. out to the boys in Prey Mantha, though. Yeah, Prey Mantha. They're sick. Super metal. Dustin Smoot's a really great bass player. I went to school with him. What do you guys have coming up for Caney Village? We're playing the Hunter Museum on October 5th for Arts on the Bluff. That's cool. Are you guys working on any other projects? Our main project has perpetually been who's playing in the band. <laughs> but yeah. it's not because we don't get along with people. Like, you know, we all have fun. It's just people, people in their lives, man. They're busy. We've recorded a few things. It's mainly just being me and Dakari in the studio, and I just play the other instruments. I think we're going to track like a single, honestly, and push it along with another band right now, and we're going to go on tour in California. We're just going to do California runs between now and next summer. Let's play another song. <laughs> okay, How cool. about a cover? <laughs> Sounds. Yeah, we'll do this dinky little holidays cover. All right, this is just going to be an instrumental cover. We're just going to pick it out. <laughs>
Thank you. Tell me something cool that's happened to you or something crazy or something weird. Tell me a story. I don't know if it would be like one crazy story, but we've played three Tallulah Fests in the past three years, and that's probably about 300, 400 people show up to go run some Class 5 whitewater down in Georgia. And I paddle, and I got a lot of friends that paddle, and got a lot of friends that like to get rowdy to rock and roll. So we go down there and camp and party, play a bunch of music for the people, and probably can't get into much of what goes on at these events, but rest assured, they're really crazy. River folk stuff. Yeah, river folk stuff. Dakari is a river folk by association at this point. I got people who know who he is, you know, like whenever he's around, they're like, oh shit, we're going to have some good music tonight. Okay, okay, okay. So when I was in LA, we were supposed to check into our next Airbnb the next day. And for whatever reason, we waited until 10 o'clock at night to do that. We show up at this address and it's not an Airbnb. A kind gentleman comes out in his boxers and says, this is not an Airbnb. Please leave. We spent $700 (laughs) and we were basically kind of stranded in LA for a few hours. And one of my good buddies from Vegas was in town. So he came and helped us out and helped us figure our our plan out and kept me sane because and everything ended up working out. We ended up staying at the gentleman who owned the previous Airbnb that we were in like the day before. And he was nice. And we're actually probably going to go on tour with that dude's band. Cool. Yeah, that was random. Don't you love connections like that, though? Yeah, it was it was lit. Oh, I got one more story, actually. This is actually a really funny story. We played at Tremont. We got booked to play there. Number one, we got the most noise complaints ever called in one show. The cops showed up three times trying to shut us down. So I feel pretty proud about that. MPH has played there, and we got more cops called on us than they did. On the scale of rock and roll, that puts us somewhere up to the top. But we were packing up, and Hunter's truck was outside, and he's loading up his drums and gets them all loaded up. And then we go back out there, and his truck's gone. So someone stole his truck from the street. His iPhone was in the cymbal bag. So we used Luke, a bartender's phone from Tremont. We hopped in my truck and used track my iPhone, chased him through downtown, then hopped on the interstate, chased him out to Saudi Daisy about 35 minutes away, cornered him in someone's driveway, drove up, blocked him in. I got out with a knife, tried to incapacitate him in a manner of words. That didn't work. He tried to run over me. He didn't hit me. We hopped back in the car, chased him around Saudi Daisy some more, called the Saudi Daisy Sheriff's Department, give them the phone. We're like sitting on a street corner at like 2.45 in the morning listening to cops all around us chasing this guy. They end up pinning him down at the lake. He went down like a 200-foot ravine and beat this truck all to shit, but the drums were okay. And we finally got him back at 4.45 in the morning. Hunter had just bought cases for his instruments, (laughs) too. Like, he just got a case for that bass drum. That is some timing for the win. Yeah. That was rock and roll. That is some serious rock and roll. Heck yeah. Thank you, find my iPhone. (laughs) Yeah, I was, you know, kind of wrote that app off, but then I was like, that is extremely useful. Yay for the drums. I've yet to write a song about it. I don't know why I haven't yet. I just, it'll come at some point. It'll take like five minutes. And you were in the chase. Yeah, we were in it. So we're going to do another song, another original. But before that, on every show, I ask for everyone to give a tidbit of advice. To musicians or non-musicians or anyone, if you could give some advice, what would it be? Be courteous and keep your word to your obligations. That, and this is just my advice because this is what I do, so I don't know if it's right, but it's a pretty big undertaking to take on everything the scope of the music industry has to offer, and I think focusing on good songwriting is the most important thing because Dakari and Chris and Hunter could play with other bands easily and probably make more money but if the musicians have fun playing your songs and people like it and that goes a long way to coalescing as a band and keeping everything together and making people actually want to show up because it's kind of a drag if you don't actually want to play the music right Fact. what is the last original you're going to play mr barrett stuff in the woods all right
Sweet. Thank you. It's one of our favorite ones to play. Thank you so much for coming on today. That was awesome. Thanks for letting us hang out. This is fun. Yeah, thanks, Heather. I appreciate what you're doing. Keep keep it up. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at heatherleeholt at openmicspotlight.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving a rating or a review on iTunes, Facebook, or even the openmicspotlight.com website. If you love this podcast, share it on Facebook and tell your friends about the awesome talent you hear on Open Mic Spotlight. It would be a huge help.